0: If you are living for the Lord, what we're going to talk about this morning is a direct result of that. So a direct result of living for the Lord would be joy. And so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning is joy. Since we're going to be talking about joy, I think it'd be good to give a definition of it, not a worldly definition of what joy is, because I believe that whenever Um, you hear people on the radio or news anchors talk about, oh, that video gave me so much joy. I believe they have a different definition than what the Bible offers. So I have three definitions. Uh, One is from John Piper, one is from Rick Warren, and another one is one that I kind of combined into both that I think uh, of biblical joy. So John Piper says that joy is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit as He causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the world and in the Word. So we have this good feeling, a deep-rooted feeling that is just good uh, that ultimately comes from the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit causes us to see the beauty of Christ in the Word and His world. So I think that's a solid one. I believe it can be more... Um, to the point though. Rick Warren says that joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. So basically Rick Warren is saying that, you know, God is in control. I can be confident that everything's going to be all right because God is in control. And because of that God is in control, I can praise him in every situation. And so I I looked at these two, which I thought were solid, and I combined them into one. And I said that I believe joy is the deep-rooted happiness that you experience because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that is not affected or determined by circumstances. And so whenever you hear that in the world that joy is being experienced is usually determined on what's going around them, what's going on around them. It's dependent upon their circumstances. And what I argue is that joy comes from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and it produces a deep-rooted happiness, happiness that does not uh, go away and come back and go away and come back depending on your circumstances. I believe it is ever-present. Um, and even though you may not feel it uh, in the middle of those hardships, the way that you'd be reacting would be completely different than without the Holy Spirit being there. And so there, there's a lot of negativity in the world right now. And I believe that there are a lot of people who are desiring that deep-rooted happiness, not affected by circumstances. But I don't think that they're looking in the right place. The people who are searching for this biblical joy, I don't believe they're looking in the right place or don't know where true, satisfying joy is found. Maybe some of you listening who already have this deep-rooted happiness, that say, you know, I have experienced and tasted the joy of the Lord, and I know how it affects my life. I've, I've experienced that, and I know that I have surrendered my life to Christ, and the reason why I experience that is because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. Now there may be some of you listening, or who will listen to this, who yeah. say I don't have that, I don't have that joy, and you know honestly, kind of sounds like something I've been looking for. But I've been looking to uh, sex, I've been looking to drugs, I've been looking to alcohol, I've been looking to uh, friendships or relationships or gaming or just anything higher. That uh, let me read a passage to you. Romans fifteen thirteen says, "May the God of hope fill you." with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope so we we see that god is the giver of this joy and that it comes through the power of the holy spirit and so true joy comes with the salvation that is provided in the finished work of christ in your place that's where true joy is found and like i said before it's not dependent upon circumstances and the reason why i keep saying it's not dependent upon circumstances is primarily because of this next verse that i want to read so you don't have to flip here but i'm going to read hebrews 12 2 it says looking to jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god so it says that Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Jesus, who's about to suffer one of the most painful beatings and deaths recorded in history, endured it. And why did he endure it? Because of the joy that was set before him. Jesus went to the cross and endured it for you with joy, dependent upon his circumstances. And this joy can be yours as well. So my question to you is, do you need salvation? Because it is that salvation that brings joy. Have you believed in the gospel and repented of your sins? If not, I want to share the gospel with you and what it means to repent of your sins and follow Christ. So uh, if you've been with us for a while, you know that the illustration of repentance is a turning and a spiritual turning. Saying that, God, I have been following this one path. I've been going after my own desires. I have been Following the passions of my flesh, whether that's greed, gossip, slander, uh, whatever it is that you think, do, or say that is not what God desires, Sinning in this one direction and saying, God, I do not want to pursue this anymore. I want to pursue you. And so you have a turning of your will, a turning of your desires, of your passion, Saying, God, I value you more than this temporary satisfaction. I want to be truly satisfied in who you are and the joy of the salvation that you have provided for me. And so that is repentance. And repentance comes after hearing the gospel, which is that Jesus came down from heaven, became a man through Mary, who was a virgin to fulfill prophecy, lived a perfect life. Did not sin once. He did not have to repent because he did not sin once. And he went to the cross with joy for for you. And on the cross he took your sin and said, I want to take your sin so that if you believe in me, I can replace your sin with my righteousness. He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And after dying and being buried for three days, he rose again from the dead. And after spending some time with his disciples, He went to the Father and is seated at His right hand, where He is now. And those who believe in this gospel and repent and trust on the name of Jesus, He sends His replacement, that is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who dwells within you. And whenever you believe this gospel... He is the one who provides you this deep-rooted happiness that is not dependent upon circumstances. If you if you hear this, you're like, "Wow, I want this joy," and maybe for the first time, this gospel makes sense. If I don't, you want this joy. I want you to pray with me. God, thank you for sending your Son to Earth. Jesus, thank you for living a perfect life. Jesus, you did not sin, but I have. I have sinned against you. Jesus, thank you for taking my place. I don't deserve this grace that you have shown me, but I want to accept it and have a relationship with you. Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for loving me. Jesus, since you died for me, I now want to live for you for the rest of my life and bring you glory. I pray all these things in your name. Amen.